You are now tuned into FNL Radio. Team Mike Noise! Team Mike Noise! Yeah! Run for cover, motherfucker! What's up, everybody? Welcome to FNL Radio. This is our Christmas special. Our see the way the show is going to be posted is the twelfth night before the night before Christmas. So, just wanted to you know give y'all a little show. You know, it's your boy Doc here. Got Monique on the other end as well. Hey, y'all, my loves. How's everybody doing out there? Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes, everybody. So, if you're out there doing your like myself, you know, this is um, the time to start doing it. Everybody can give you some Christmas tips at the end of the show, everybody. But, you know, like, it's the Christmas spirit, so it's time to get some time to get some Christmas music going up here on the show, everybody. Now, you know, that was for, you know, this, this nostalgia there, but we gotta throw it back again too, real quick, people. We gotta just give y'all a little uh, Johnny Gill, how you doing? <laughs> All he just wanted was Eddie to give him love on Christmas Day. That's all. All right, everybody, sing along. Give love on Christmas Day. All right, everybody. When when he talked about Susie Q, Susie Q, he gave Susie Q a strong emphasis on Susie Q. But um, <laughs> why, we why why we can't get out of Susie Q on Christmas Day? Well, who is Susie Q? So we still don't know who Susie Q is, but um, <laughs> we we definitely um, that's the Christmas spirit, everybody. Make sure you. Now I don't see Jacquez um. Out here covering "Give Love on Christmas Day" or any Christmas songs, so but we we shouldn't talk too soon, everybody. So yeah, because you know, if he keeps his something. shit up, motherfucking Keith Sweat and Bobby Brago commits to whooping that goddamn ass. You gonna exactly. be giving boy the love on Christmas Day? You keep your shit up. Exactly, rolled up on 
Um, <laughs> he sweat and disrespected the fuck out of hell. Exactly. That's why you can't play with these young kids because they're out here disrespectful and I beat the shit out of him. But you know what? That's not a story for another day because we talked about the last week. And thank you all for checking out our show last week, everybody. Our um, episode is This Your R&B King. Oh, this your kink of R&B, rather. So thank you all for checking that episode. It is on Apple Podcasts. It is also on Google Play, Monique's platform of choice. We are on, <laughs> we are on some other platforms, too, that I never heard of. So um, I'll give y'all those links in the um And YouTube. all those platforms monetize, which is most important. Yes. Uh, so it's a platform called um, Overcast or something else. There's a few other ones that we're now on. We're not on Spotify yet. You know, but soon come, hopefully we'll be on Spotify. But as now we're on Apple, Google Play, um, Overcast, and some other platforms, uh, three other ones. So make sure to tune in, everybody. Thank you. I didn't put it on YouTube yet, but we are going to be on YouTube um, during the winter break. So I'll put it on uh, YouTube on Monday. So you better hear our episodes on YouTube, as well as the other shows that we've done on YouTube as well. People, youtube.com slash FNL radio dash TDR. So make sure you tune in, everybody. So... Like I said, tonight's episode, um, we've got a lot to get into for you all, so let's not waste any time. Um, my week has been good, everybody. Like I said, it's the Christmas spirit uh, that's flowing in the air right now. A little late, you know, I don't know why it doesn't feel like Christmas yet, but I've just now just finished. I've been actually doing good this year. I've actually did all my Christmas shopping early, online. No packages have been stolen or nothing like that. All my packages have been flewed out on time, so I have all my packages. Uh, <laughs> And I I have, um, I just had two more gifts to buy. And then that's it. I'm done. And and that's it. And I have my, um, I told Monique earlier, I have this annual pre-Christmas dinner that I've been doing for the past, mm, since I got my first place. So this has been like a good eight years now. I've been having this annual pre-Christmas dinner party. And that's what I'm doing this year. Um, That's going to be on tomorrow. Um. Monique's invite for some reason got lost in the mail. It always gets <laughs> lost in the mail every fucking year. <laughs> but it's cute. <laughs> and, um, the Christmas, everybody at work, you know, we've been doing secret sandals this week and stuff like that. So shout out to my coworkers and my gifts that I received. Um, and that's about it. And how's your week been, Monique, real quick? Um, it's been great. Um, I am officially on motherfucking vacation. So, um, just like Jaden would say, it's a do not fuck with Monique <laughs> time of the fucking year. I do not go back to work until after the new year. I just started my Christmas shopping today. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I got up very early this morning, um, hit the outlets in Williamsburg, got there about 8.15, got back into Richmond. I guess about 1 o'clock, did some shopping at the mall. My husband and I had a little date night afterwards. And I just have, like, a few more things to get, so I'll do all of those things tomorrow. And then um, I'm going to be getting my ingredients. You guys know, um, for me, uh, in addition to our our regular and traditional holiday food that we, you know, have ham, turkey, um, you know, macaroni and cheese, string beans, yams. I also like to do a little crab ball. Mm-hmm. So I will be going to um, Kroger tomorrow to be getting my ingredients for my crab ball because that's what I'll be having because I plan to eat a little bit of that every day while I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, other than that, things are going well. Can't complain one little bit. Um, even if I did, I don't think anybody would care. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, that's why I'm not even going to complain that I um, did not get an invitation <laughs> um, to your annual Christmas shindig. Sounds very expensive <laughs> for me. Not as much as that crab boy, but... Um... You don't worry about how much this crab boy costs. <laughs> But this is the first year I am because usually I cook everything. But um, I do my lemon pepper wings. I do my dark hot wings. I do I do the fries mm. cut from scratch. Um, I do the shrimp fried shrimp with the heads on, and you know, cut them up and clean them and stuff like that. Get them all together. But this is the first year I'm asking everybody to bring a dish. So oh, you're not having to cater. <laughs> I never have a cater. Or is that a, or is that a day of cover up because your ass got. <laughs> Money to pay for caterers and shit. Okay. I cook everything. I invited to bring a dish. But I wasn't asked to bring a dish because I wasn't invited. I guess you have to be invited in order to be asked to bring a dish. Anywho. So, um, and and let's let's talk real quick. Speaking of flued out packages, um, UPS, Mr. Postman, why are you delivering everybody's packages to our house? We have like four. My husband actually went around our um, neighborhood today delivering the packages to the right places. I don't know if we had a new postman or what, but um, every day this week we got somebody else's package, which is one reason why I don't shop online. Yeah, wait a minute, postman, because you're sending packages to wrong stuff. Now, one instance, I'll call that a blessing. But because it's the Christmas season, people pay the hard-earned money for these gifts. Yeah, um, because I was tempted to open, open them bitches up because I was like, hey, I may not have to go shopping after <laughs> after all. But um, when I was out this morning, my husband um, called and he said, well, I you know, just kind of went and went from house to house and um, asked if anybody was missing any packages. <laughs> so, but yeah. But the next um, gift you deliver to our house, if it's before Christmas and it's the wrong address, just know I am going to open that bitch up. Exactly. And I almost got on Best Buy ass too. Best Buy almost gave me a credit because I, yeah. look, I ordered something that was, they do this, um, promote this next day shipment thing. So, so I'm not going to pick it up at the store because I don't feel like parking for one. And I'm, and because I have my neck was hurting all day, so I didn't feel like having to go to, you know, go to the store so soon. So, I ordered it last night. They said it would be here today. I get an email from Best Buy saying that, oh, it's not going to come December 21st, but it's going to come, or December 22nd, but it's going to come January 21st. I got right on uh, Best Buy real quick with the live chat. Kind of want to fuss somebody over the phone because it's the Christmas season. So, my package will be here on December 24th on Christmas Eve. That's one of the last gifts I need. So, they better not play with me because Best Buy, I will be coming for you all. Um, just like I had to contact Title for a refund because Title, now shout out to Title. But I did not mean to extend my um, free trial to get a payment taken out. So I need my $20 <laughs> back title. But shout out the title, though. But I need my $20 back. I don't want to do the $20 version. I'll do the $10 version. Just give me my $10 back and be cool. So uh, speaking of gifts, though, uh, we got to give a congratulations to Remy Martin Papoose who have welcomed the golden child. Finally, everybody. Remy didn't seem pregnant at all for the longest, but she had her golden child. And um, they had the baby on, when was it, last... Thursday, not Thursday. Last Friday, Friday, I believe. Yeah, but it um it did come with some complications though. So we gotta give our prayers and um good shout out to um Remy for recovering so soon. So she uh gave a message saying that I'm finally back home and doing much better. That she wrote on, on Instagram the other day, following her and her husband, where she had to go to, back to the hospital after the um birth of their daughter because she suffered some complications. So uh, she received a um 
She's expected to be admitted to the hospital on Tuesday, where she received a blood transfusion due to childbirth complication. Um, the baby has been perfectly fine since being born on December 14th and I'm resting and recovering at home, uh, adding that her husband is very happy and on cloud 9,099, um, rather. And she thanked everybody who reached out to her during this time. Uh, she said, sorry for, you know, late responses to texts and calls and stuff like that, but don't be worried. Everything's all Gucci now. So that's good that, you know, Remy and um, is, you know, doing better right now because she's 38. You know, childbirth complications, especially is very... Oh, much- yeah, you bitches need to stop having fucking kids over 35. <laughs> I mean, all, thing, all types of things can happen. That's why after 30, I had Jane and no more kids. But yeah, your body can't take all that shit and shocking and all that shit. Your body can't take all that pushing a whole ass life through your badge and shit (laughs) and your pussy at 38. I should, I would probably be having excessive bleeding as well. But yeah, but you know, we are glad that she's home and she's doing well and the baby's doing well. Like you said, Papoose is is very much head over heels in love with this baby. Um, He's enamored. In fact, the sources say he's enamored by her beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, they have not released a name for the little bouncing baby girl. They just keep referring to her as the golden child. I don't believe any pictures have um, surfaced yet. No, you know, I'm on the Scott going to probably wait until, you know, the season finale of Love and Hip Hop to, you know, unveil some pictures and stuff like that. And I wonder if they're going to raise the baby in Raleigh, North Carolina, because you know Remy and Papoose and the family live in Raleigh now, where, you know, she have a conceited store um, boutique. And, you know, so that'll be a nice little Southern bring up, you know, because this is their first child together. You know, is this their first child together as adults so this would be you know an interesting way to see how they you know raise the child and everything like that but congratulations to the mackies there on their new bundle of joy the golden child there and then we also got to give a lot of uh hip-hop love hip-hop uh congratulations as well to joe butter and Sin santana so they both have been engaged uh over the weekend as well um you know rem uh, i said rem mm, y'all know uh, Joe Budden and Sin Santana have been together for a few years now. They had the little baby, Lexington, who's like the, one of the cutest babies ever, uh, and already grumpy like his father. So they, uh, they finally got engaged on the live taping of uh, a live special for Joe Budden's podcast that's on Spotify as well. And he surprised her with the ring and from the audience and stuff like that. So congratulations to Sin Santana and Joe Budden. You know, this is Joe Budden's third engagement. You know, remember he tried to uh, propose to Tahiri back in the day. Uh, in the middle of Times Square, so he learned this lesson there. But it's so interesting that um, <laughs> Sin called him an um, old man dick or something like that when she ran out of the car at the um, in Times Square as well. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I didn't believe any, or I don't believe any of that storyline. That yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe, I, I listen to Joe Buzz's podcast. That's one podcast I actually listen to religiously now because, like, one of my favorites because he got he's a character. So Joe Budden said, don't believe all the hype that you see on Love and Hip Hop, which we all been new. We've been told y'all that. But he tell y'all what episodes to watch, what episodes not to watch. He said that he just came back from a vacation in uh, Cabo where he had to do a scene uh, and turn up real quick. So, you know, I guess Armand Scott don't got a, you know, a clause against him for speaking out against the production um, going on with Love and Hip Hop. But we shall see what happens with that Um and they've been they're engaged now. They got baby Lexington. So now we're going to, we shall see if um the um wedding's gonna be catered by um Chipotle. So we um we shall see what happened with that. And you know, and Erica Mena and everyone if Erica Mena and Safari are gonna be invited, you know, on the guest list too now that they're together. So we we shall see what happens with that. 
makes for good TV, I guess. You know, it does. It does. Nothing more if if you know if nothing more makes for great TV. So that is probably going to be like you said a storyline. Um, for next season. So we'll see how this whole thing plays out. But congratulations to the both of you. Um, you know, we wish you guys long life and prosperity and peace and love and happiness and all the dick in the world says intended that your ass can take <laughs> hold and deserve. Because I'm sick of hearing about you and this goddamn erectile dysfunctional Joe Button bitch. <laughs> Oh goodness. So um and now we gotta um we do have our give our condolences real quick for everybody. So um earlier this week we did lose one of our jazz legends, everybody, Nancy Wilson. She was eighty one years old. Um and y'all know her and it's so funny because I just was listening to Nancy Wilson. Um I play this Pandora um not Pandora, but it's Amazon Music Station. Um, I need my free trial ended too on Amazon. But I play this station where they play like her music and stuff like that. Um I think I was listening to Dionne Warwick and they played her along the midst as well. So it was um, sad to hear this because you, we didn't really hear much from Nancy Wilson in the past few years. You know, uh, she did little appearances here and there, little concerts here and there and stuff like that. But um, she did pass away earlier this week. Um, so it was definitely sad. You know, she was one of those people that um, was very, you know, one of the legendary jazz vocalists. Like her style, the way she was singing is always was so you know, unique in a way. And then, you know, her one of her biggest hits as well, You Don't Know How Glad I Am, um, was a big pop hit, an R&B hit. She had an Emmy-winning show, Nancy Wilson show on NBC, um, one of the few African-Americans to have her own daytime uh, show as well. And then also, um, again, if for my generation, well, I'm pretty sure y'all don't know because I'm a music hit, so I know all this stuff, but she was even on the episodes of The Parkers where she was Nikki Parker's real mother, um, and this was like back in 2005, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. That so, again, yeah, and then she also, and this is one of my favorite, favorite. And sometimes I will just kind of um, YouTube this scene. You guys also know that she was also on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. We don't really like to talk about old Bill the Peel, mm-hmm. but um, she was also this is one of my favorite episodes of the Cosby show where you guys know um, when this is one of the later episodes, but when Denise married um, Martin, she played Martin's mother. And remember, they came and they visited the, they visited the Huxtables. And at the end of the episode, they all went down to Claire and Bill's. I'm just going to let your train pass. You know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, train everybody. So at any rate, they, um, at the end of the episode, they all went downstairs, Claire and Bill, um, and or Claire and Heathcliff, I should say, and then Nancy Wilson and her husband. I can't think of her, the guy that played her husband, but they were um, downstate. They were down in the basement and they were looking at some old records. And so they were stating, um, they were kind of naming out records. Do you remember this episode? They were naming out <laughs> records, and he was like, "I got it, I got it." Heathcliff was like, "I got that in the crate, I got that in the crate." And then they named one. Um, one particular album, and he stated that, oh, that's the only one I'm missing, but I can sing it. And so they started singing Moody's Mood for Love. Mm-hmm. You guys know that that has been done, and that is a great all-time, that's one of my all-time favorite jazz songs. But you guys know Patty Austin um, did that song, as well as, um, who else? Um, 
Brian McKnight and Rochelle Farrell, they kind of remixed it on the Huge Juke Joint album as mm-hmm. well. But um, Nancy Wilson sang the hell out. You know, the little, the very, very small role that she had um, when they sang that song. But she, that's, she did absolutely amazing. That is one of my favorite episodes. So every now and then I'll go back and I'll YouTube put that particular scene um, in the Cosby show because I love to hear her sing. So yes yes but yeah she'll definitely be you know missing that whole jazz world yes definitely and um again her manager said she passed away she'd been ill for some time but they didn't give any um explanation of her illness so we do uh again keep her family lifted in our prayers um not the legendary person that we lost as well as penny marshall everybody so for those who know penny marshall you should know who she is she was laverne from the vernon shirley she's directed a countless number of movies one of the premier female producers and directors who've done so many movies, people from uh, A League of Their Own, um, the female baseball movie with, you know, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell in the movie. Even Yeah, So she's done so many different things uh, in this industry and she passed away at 75, I believe she was, early this week. Yeah, from complications of diabetes. And then I read something today that she had multiple other like medical issues going on as well. But, um, you know, like you said, if, if, if you don't know who Penny Marshall is, you should. And she also directed one of my favorite all-time movies as well. And I love to watch this movie during Christmas. But she directed also um, The Preacher's Wife, which stars... Um, Oh, Nippy, how we miss her. Uh, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston and Denzel Washington and Jennifer Lewis. So, yes. um, you know, definitely Penny Marshall, definitely, you know, a fan favorite of mine. Love to see her work. Yes. I love to see her act as well. So, again, like I said, um, you know, reports say that she died at, at the age of 75 due to complications of diabetes. But then I just read today that she also had a um, plethora of other medical conditions, um, you know, going on at the same time. So, yes, you yes. know, again, we keep her family lifted up in our thoughts and our prayers as well. So, yes, exactly. And then also, one of my favorite movies that she did as well was um, when she did Big. Um, with Tom Hanks. Remember, Tom Hanks was reversed as a little kid in the movie at F.A. Schwartz in New York City playing the bit piano that's on the ground and stuff, like one of the most legendary iconic scenes as well. So, again, you know, Penny Marshall is someone who's been, you know, very heavy in this industry, who's done so much behind the scenes from just being an actress to really doing the damn thing as a female director and producer. So, give our, you know, condolences to Penny Marshall's family as well. Uh, and then someone else that, um, we lost as well. That happened last night, and me and Monique were talking about it. But um, yeah. Gabe Solis. So if y'all remember Gabe from um, Trina Bretson's ex-husband, so we all remember their relationship throughout the whole season. The Bretson family's values, even as a recent when they were on um, um, I know, I my life this year. This year. So we've um, seen their ups and downs of their relationships and how they come together to be friends. I, even we were wondering, like, why is there are you know why are they together right now? Being that she moved on to the senator or wherever he is in um, Atlanta or some some type of guy that she's with right now in Atlanta. <clears throat> but they remained friends because that was their father's. Um, well, that was her kids. You know, father figure. You know, growing up after her first marriage. So, um, he died yesterday of cancer, which we didn't even know he was had cancer as well. Yeah, he was battling pancreatic cancer. Yes. So Trina actually put a statement out today on her social media with a picture of her and her um, two sons, one with Gabe, saying that on December 20th, a chapter permanently closed 
for my sons and I. For over 16 years, Gabe Solace was an essential part of our lives. Like all families, there are good and bad moments that are endured, but those moments, good or bad, still made us who we are in the present. Unfortunately, someone leaked the story before we could even make everyone aware of his passing, and I apologize to those friends and family members of for finding out through social outlets. I also apologize directly to the Solis family. I do humbly ask for your prayers for our families, but my greatest request is that when you are posting comments, remember Gabe's passing as a loss for our family. He was a father to my boys, a son, brother, and a friend to many, and I would appreciate privacy and respect as we grieve his unexpected departure. At Gabe Solis, one, two, three, four, I miss you, my dear friend. Oh, well, that's very sweet, very heartfelt. Yeah, um, you know, I don't imagine it would be any other way, but um, you know, definitely very sweet. So yes, definitely your prayers up and condolences um for Trina Braxton as well and her family at this difficult time, and as well as um Gabe Solis family. Yeah, and y'all know I like to be nosy sometimes, so I was being nosy on his social media just to see, you know, how were they still cordial over the past, you know, year and stuff like that. And they've been like, even his last post was on December eighth. But they've been, you know, commenting on each other's photos and she's been liking his pictures and stuff like that. So they've been really cordial as they've gotten older and moved on with their relationships and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, sad because no one saw this coming. He was only 43 years old. He, he passed away in his um, hometown in Texas. So, again, you know, condolences and prayers to the Braxton uh, and Solis families during this time right now. Uh, especially Trina, you know, she's on the Sister Circles Live. So I think they're on hiatus right now for the holidays. So. Um, we definitely see if she, you know, brings it up during, you know, her return as um, when the New Year's comes out. But again, so those are our condolences for the week, everybody. So right now, it looks like we got to talk about one of our favorite ratchet couples of all time right now, people. So Cardi being offset. So y'all know Cardi being offset have been going through this little breakup right now. Um, and this is before their Puerto Rico trip over the weekend where they were both spotted on jet skis together. So I'm going to talk about the jet skis in a little bit because that seemed to be the premier outlet for everybody to get on the jet ski when they break up with somebody. But or when they get back together, rather. So last weekend during her Roland Loud out, um, performance, which was very, um, I think Cardi was the first female to headline Roland Loud. Festival. Yeah, yeah, that so is true. This, so this was a big deal for her, you know, she had a big 2018, you know, me and Monique, you know, we've been following Cardi B's career since Love Hip Hop days. So we've been knowing who she is. We talk about her on the show all the time. So to see how she is now, it was very great to see her, you know, at this platform where she could actually be the first female to, you know, headline such a big festival. So it got bombarded by these flowers that came on stage talking about, I miss you, Cardi. And then here come Offset, which was the day before his birthday. Before you dressed up in the uh, remember the time outfit with these diamonds and uh, so rescue crystals and whatnot, so he came out on stage with this um, flowers high in his face. Cardi looked like she wasn't having it, and uh, that was that was a done deal from there. Rolling Loud um, producers said that they didn't know anything about the um, performer or they didn't know anything about him coming out. That was more so with the artists or with their people behind the scenes and with their production team and everything like that. But Cardi's um assistance patient or her um her publicist someone that's her but basically her friend patience was yeah. set the whole thing up uh or help with the um, situation for you know because people want to see them get back together because they are married they have the baby culture together and stuff like that so this is one of the things where i guess when you were a friend to somebody you want to try to help the situation but sometimes your assistant just isn't needed because it's you know 
Yeah, and this is um, and this honestly, this whole thing is kind of wearing me out. Uh, there has just been so many twists and turns and different things going on with these two. Ever since the last show, we reported that um, you know, Cardi B got on the live and stated um that they were well, she was slow, I should say, to state that they were going to get a divorce, but mm-hmm. she stated that they were no longer together. So again, like you said, after this whole fiasco at the um, performance that she had, you know, people took to social media and they were stating that she probably should fire her publicist. Um, She got on live once again and stated that basically this girl has been rocking with her um, pretty much when she was a nobody, had nothing and has always looked out for her. And so she didn't feel the need to do all, you know, to do that. And so um, she also got on social media and um, also stated that basically she did not want anyone saying anything negative about her I guess soon to be ex-husband maybe or not so much but she did not want anybody um you know speaking negative negatively about um offset he is the father of her child you know people make mistakes um you know yada 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 and so she's always she says you know they are always going to be friends which they should be you know they have a child but mm-hmm. you know she feels like you know he's been in her corner and rock with her you know when she had various things go on in her life. So she just feels like, you know, even though they are separated, you know, there's no need to bash him. So we have that happen, you know, had that happen. Then, you know, there was another live that she did where, um, I guess she got on, um, like I said, live and she was talking about how she missed him and missed the sex, missed the dick. Uh-huh. So I just don't know where we're going to go with this. But, you know, again, girl, one, I believe you need to stay on social media. Um, take care of your little baby. So that's what your, um, uh, your stepfather-in-law said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the other thing is you also know that this man, you know, he was cheating on you before you guys um, even you know got married before you guys got engaged you knew that he was sleeping with other women and then the other thing is you also I mean what about the married men that you've slept with and the happy homes you've broken up so <laughs> I mean you can't get too mad um and then like you said your father-in-law he up there bring the AKs and the <laughs> bring the AKs <laughs> and the outfits they got drama they got foolishness up Reggie I wouldn't know why your mama came from a brother what has he that it's it's just a it's just a mess. It's making my head fucking hurt. All of the <laughs> shit going on between you all, but um, like you said, now they had some vacation picks out, and like you said, I don't know. For me, I don't know who is in your corner. Obviously, your publicists don't have no common sense as well. But I don't <laughs> know who is in your corner, who's on your team. But somebody needs to talk some sense into your ass. You know, you have, um, you know, people like T.I., you know, other other famous rappers and celebrities, too, telling you to get back with him. But again, my thing is, you know... I believe once a nigga show who show you who he really is, you need to believe it. Again, all these multiple women. This girl admitted that she was fucking him up until the time you gave birth. I mean, mm-hmm. so again, I mean, and, and like I said, you know, you grown, you old enough to know right from wrong. You know better. Um, again, I think you need a. I don't know if you need to go on a Yana Van Zane. At this point, I don't think anybody can help you fix your life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I but I do I do believe that you probably need a, a better group of uh, better group of people around you and a better team around you. You know, typically, and I don't know what kind of parents you have, but well, how come they aren't talking to you? But and you know, trying to tell you, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and you know, yeah. that father that was present in your life, you know, or, or even um, Hennessy at this point. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, most stepfathers, you know, and most parents, they want better for their children. And they don't, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's a whole lot to this story. You know, every week, you know, every day, something else is happening in this relationship. So Exactly. And, you know, Cardi just came out her money video. So shout out to the money video. That's real mm-hmm. dope. But, um, yeah, I would, you know, back to the, um, the jet ski. So the jet ski is like the always the thing that people get on as couples when they they break up and then they get back together. Back in the day, almost 10 years ago now, when they had the whole fight and everything like that, they were in Miami. Rihanna and Chris Brown were on jet skis together after the whole public situation that happened and then they got right back together and people were like, well, why are you back with him? You know, he just knocked knocked the shit out of you. Why are you back with him? He just bumped your head on the whole dashboard and gave you contusions and everything under the sun and black eyes and stuff. So people are saying the same thing to her. Uh, and they're also, you know, calling the men toxic and stuff like that because it's like, why are you telling her to get back with him? You know, because, and, but this is a different situation though, because it's not just a baby daddy situation. Like they're actually married, they have a daughter. So it's a family situation. So it's bigger than that. And I didn't know the nigga just turned 26. He looked a little older than that, but if he just turned 26, then thank God I'm 28 and looking like I look because, you know, he must live a hard little life or something already, but you yeah, know. I mean, I think he looks. I think he looks twenty six. I mean, and again, and then I guess, like you said, the other thing is they are still in their twenties. They young. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah, like they mid twenties. I'm older than them. Like it's crazy to think, but they, I'm older than them by a couple of years. So you know, again, this is something where we're gonna see how it plays out along the road, you know, because the new year isn't here yet. It's Christmas. Remember she said she wasn't gonna let him see the um, baby on Christmas and everything, so maybe he will be at the house on Christmas Day with the gifts that he already purchased that she said. Um, so, again, we this has been a big saga thus far, so we shall see what happens. Um, so, I guess Tur- Cardi turned all set back on again, so and then for T.I., T.I., you all give advice of all people but look at the nah. wife he got. She takes him back <laughs> and she forgive him. You know, all he got to do. And I think it sets the precedence. All you got to do is die a few things. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, all is well. All is forgiven. You know, I'm talking about the whole respect aspect. And, the, you know, and the fact that you have daughter. You know, the fact T.I. has a daughter. Offset has a daughter. Would you want a man treating your daughter the same way that you have treated your wife? disrespected her cheated on her you know what i mean who you know again that's that's all i'm saying you know but you got to consider the source look at ti and look at tiny mm-hmm, exactly so uh but again. i still want to know why it's her father-in-law bringing the aka's and the alphas <laughs> you know why they involved in this and why your mama can't get her frat brother <laughs> so, you know he also he accused Cardi B of being well he states he didn't necessarily say that she was on drugs but he states that you know a lot of this is fueled by um, jealousy envy insecurities psychological issues drugs etc 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 yeah you know, I was trying to pull this thing that came up on social media I 
for that some, long ass Facebook post. Yeah, for some that's when you know it's old people. Yeah. That's when you know the older person because they get on Facebook and talk all this trash. But, but he said the outfits and the AK. <laughs> I was dancing, so I love it. He said the opposite of made him do it, is what he's saying. Yeah, his his brothers and sisters. I said, you know what? So Don't bring them in this. Do with this project. He said, <laughs> I'm did, just getting off a, I'm just getting off a flight from LA to Atlanta. I want to thank the brothers. They cared enough to identify my family situation being played out over the news and made a point to curtail it. I also want to thank the ladies, the AKAs, for your support as well. It was <laughs> and the one that told me not to go in the group when I got off the plane, but he did just that. Unfortunately, I had already read. See, I can't. It's not. <laughs> Where is it at? Okay. I had already read the post in every sub. Right now, my family is going through a very tumultuous time. What you see in the media is only the tip of the iceberg. Social media is a powerful tool, but it's certainly no place for family situations. However, our youth, specifically my son's wife, doesn't understand that. She seems to want to take everything to social media without regard to the devastation it has on others past present and future or specifically what it does to the other children i say this not to say that my son is innocent as he has done his share of dirt but the whole scenario is never is a never-ending drama session it's tick he he's trying to say tit for tat but he said it's tick for tack mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're <laughs> gonna flute the one out, and then he said it's a situation fueled by jealousy, envy, insecurity, psychological issues, drugs, etc., etc., etc. Um, while one may believe that celebrity life is good, open to scrutiny, and is fair game for jokes, insults, etc., it is different when the stuff is in your face every day, it is depressing. And I guess he was trying to say in town, people do and say hurtful things about my family members daily, specifically my child. While he ain't perfect, he's mine. And as a parent, I have a duty to protect him. Right now, I cannot do that. Like, like most young adults, he doesn't always do what he's advised to do. But we're talking about a 25-year-old with an unlimited supply of money, women checking for him, people... And then let me see if it'll bring it up here. Yeah, it's it it cut off. But you I've seen the other the other um part of it. And then he went on to talk about, I guess, um offsets past legal issues and when he the dad was talking about when he was out of town at one point his other daughter or his daughter was at his house and I believe her um, one of his other grandchildren and um, something about um, the pretty much the police or the feds and somebody kicked his door in and went and ransacked his house they were looking for things um and some type of criminal um issues that offset had going on he went on to talk about how cardi b showed that baby out of spite you know after um offset asked her you know not to post any pictures of the, the baby culture so it's just that child again your mama need to get her front brother 
<laughs> and get him off of social media. Cardi B's social media account needs to be shut down and put on lock as well. You know, and again, like I said, this is just a, you know, he said it best, a never-ending drama, saga, story. You know, again, I, I think that everybody needs to go somewhere and sit the fuck down, regroup, rethink about what's going on. And again, you know, Cardi B, I also don't understand, you know, you're talking about you don't want anybody talking about your business. You know, you don't want anybody speaking negatively. But bitch, you would have wanted to put it out there nobody asked for the lab you were the one stated that you guys were separating and, and you know you guys were going to be getting divorced we didn't ask you for that shit you put it out there so you got to know that you're living you know and you uh, you're pretty much you're living you know your life out on social media and now you know for the public to see so people are going to scrutinize people are going to say things about your husband about you you know about your family because you guys put it out there so it is what it is and then I don't know if you guys know um there's this blogger Tasha K you know she's been going back and forth with Tasha K she is um you know allegedly threatening to sue Tasha K because Tasha K you know stated that she has herpes (laughs) um just uh, just a whole bunch of foolishness so girl I don't know. I think you uh, once again, you know, you and baby culture and and your, and your father-in-law and offset y'all need to sit the fuck down somewhere. Enjoy your Christmas. Stay off social media. And again, you probably, you know, even though you don't want to hear, but bitch, you probably need a new publicist as well. And get exactly. some people that's in your corner that can, you know, that can give you some some good advice and some strong advice. And, exactly. And you might like- want to go see a therapist as well. Exactly, like Cardi, you on the high right now. You got five Grammy nominations right now, including Album of the Year, including Song of Record of the Year, one of the two, including Best Rap Performance. Like you on the on the road right now, you could possibly win a Grammy. You could possibly be the first female hip hop artist to win a Grammy in a minute. So take all that in, like enjoy the success. Don't worry about the negativity. I know you've said yourself you deal with insecurities and stuff like that. Just allow this moment to just be just that like people are praising your money video right now yeah people are loving your records like just yeah and she was also and i don't mean to cut you off she was also talking about the fact that you know there are some times where she was that she kind of had stayed you know pretty much who she was prior to becoming yeah you know because again once again you know you have these people like tasha k coming at her and all you know people from her past and you know people that once again, you know, say they know her now, this, that, and the third. So, um, you know, she can't pop off the way she want to pop off. She said, you know, if she wasn't famous, she didn't have all this money, you know, didn't have a baby, you know, and didn't have anything to lose, you know, then she would, you know, kind of commence to doing some other things. And you guys know, supposedly, allegedly, she is a member of the Bloods. Uh-huh. She made bloody moves. So, you know, just a whole lot of stuff going on with her. So, you know, again, girl, uh, you know, sometimes this is the price of fame. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> this, there's a lot of things that you didn't ask for, but this is the price of it. Um, Exactly. So, this this week's episode of the Cardi and All Set. So, we'll see what happens on next week's episode before the year ends, everybody. So, it's it's a week left in the year, a week and uh, some couple of days left. So we shall see what happens, everybody. But um, now moving on to some more drama to close this out before the year, everybody. So Drake and Kanye West, everybody. So I, yeah, I, I, let's I, talk about this. I didn't follow any of this. Checks over stripes. Yeah. That's, what stripes. Like. That's what got Kanye upset. Checks over stripes. So y'all know 
Travis Scott and Drake got this big hit right now, Sickle Mode, which is my one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Oh uh, well, not even so far because you're by the end, but Astro World, Travis Scott's album, and Sickle Mode, two favorites right now. So y'all make sure even his quick weave um, from Nene Leaks collection. You know, Travis Scott's <laughs> been on the road this year too, although he's gonna be performing at the Super Bowl. And some old clips came up of him, you know, talking about Mike Brown and stuff like that. But Travis Scott, no relation, had one of the best songs, the best albums of the year, and the best video as well. So, y'all know he's kind of like in the Kardashian family. You know, he got baby uh, Stormy with uh, Kylie Kardashian, or Kylie Jenner, rather. And then Kanye is upset at Drake for having the checks over stripes. Now, for those who know what checks over stripes is, so checks, Nike checks, you know, that's what Kanye used to be with Nike back in the day. And then now he's with Adidas. So he's saying checks over stripes. Remember, Drake was supposed to have a deal with Adidas called Adonis or whatever his baby name is. But then that got blown up because of the fact that Pusha T came out with the T on Pusha, I mean, on Drake and his baby that nobody knew about. So then Drake got mad at Kanye for saying that he told um, Pusha about his son and said that he was showing him pictures and all of that, showing Kanye pictures. And Kanye was the one that told Pusha T on Joe Budden's podcast said that, no, Drake's producer 40 told him about or his girl told him about the baby so it was a whole circle back around and a whole lot of drama basically drake and kanye are mad at each other kanye wants to fix the issue though drake is mad because lose yourself beat was supposed to be for his album scorpion remember that's the song that kanye came out with this year where he say scoopity boop de boop scoop poop poop and all that good stuff so it's been a lot of drama surrounding this whole situation. And let me just give y'all a quick backstory too, because I'm one of the people that want to see Drake and Kanye get be friendly again and be, you know, be back cool and stuff like that. Because Drake made it no, you know, you know, no surprise that he's been influenced by Kanye's artistry for forever. Even though he was on the Grassy when he was doing interviews back in the day before people really started fucking with Drake's music, when he was doing interviews on, you know, the end. Remember, that's before Team Nick time, but the end, when the grass was on air and stuff like that, and they do those little behind-the-scenes specials, he always praised Kanye and, of course, clips and stuff like that, too. And then he also, would, um, when Drake came out, the Best I Ever Had video, that song was blown up, but it didn't have a video. Kanye West mm-hmm. directed the Best I Ever Had video. Um, and then, it's, so it's been one of those things where... You know, they worked together on Find Your Loving on the first album, Thank Me uh, Later, you know, um, work together on the last album, views and stuff. So it's something where I just, you know, you want to see them be cool again, but it's it's, it's, it's just drama now at this point. So Kanye won this big Twitter rant because I know he said he's not on his meds anymore. He also came at Ariana Grande real quick uh, about making a joke over social, uh, over, you know, mental health and stuff like that. But he basically said all these tweets saying that, um, he, you know, I bet it won't be a, um, he said, meeting with Trav tonight, bet it never be a checks over stripes line again on the Trav song on Donda, pretty much saying on Donda West that he, he bet it won't be no more songs like that. Um, Drake verbally attacked Cuddy, Kid Cuddy, when he was in the hospital and went at me after TMZ because I decided to release albums in June. It's snowball and it's refused and he refused to meet with me but texted my mother-in-law and did sneak disses on people's records that I consider family. No one would ever choose to end up in a mental hospital and diagnosed with a mental disorder but God chose me to publicly go through this journey and it was beautiful. Now Kanye, first of all, you want to say that you were misdiagnosed so 
pick a battle. Do you want to be have social? Uh, do you want to have mental health issues and bipolar disorder, or what? Yes, he does. <laughs> so again, there was some more records said Drake and Trap both love Ye more than anyone. I love those guys back. We love everyone. It was just a whole lot of tweets, and I was just at that point just tired because, like I said, when we started the show last week, the news started coming out of this whole beef and the tweets and stuff like that. And I, at that point, I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna talk about it next week." And here we are, people we're talking about it next week. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm just, you know, Kanye, Kanye. and then she tried, um, Drake too, or someone. She tried to come at what's like, you know, don't disrespect our family and stuff like that because we're in the street. Was that when Drake and uh, in my feelings say, "Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding?" They think he's talking about, you know, Kim, but then. Other people think that he's talking about his old um, girlfriend, Keisha Shantae from uh, Toronto. So, <laughs> Kim, you should have just set this one up. When we talked about you and Ron Fest going back and forth at it on Twitter about Donna's house. This is one of the ones you should have just set back on, too, because this wasn't your battle to fight. You know, this is more at Kanye fighting with himself because Drake just laughing it off at this point. And, I mean... Well, she's always jumping, jumping into something. So I, I'm just, mm. I'm exhausted with this topic already. So I think we this remember we always said that we only have a Kardashian minute for each time we do a show, and we're not going to talk about them for you know x amount of time. I, I think I'm I'm done with the conversation right now. So you know, again, it would be cool if they are cool again, but nobody's you know at this point Kanye, Drake ain't having it no more. He feel like you slighted mm-hmm. him. I don't know. This was hard to keep up with, so something is wrong with my my meat button keeps popping up automatically. Mm. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you can? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this has been hard for me to keep up with. You know, I try to stay current on some things, but this is one of the things that I was not following and not checking for. But um, I do like sickle mode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a joint. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a vibe. So I yeah. do like that. So um, the rest of it I could care less. And you know, Kim Kardashian, she just she's always. You know, inserting herself into some something. You know, she's always going to take up for her husband, whether whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But um, you know, like you said, I always have a hot second for a Kardashian moment. I could give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So Kim, I, I you know, here's the train right now to take Kanye and this fool inches away. So we we done on Kim and Kanye or Drake and Kanye, Kanye and um. Travis, no relation, Scott, mm-hmm. and whoever else. Um, I, I'm just done. So, anywho. So, now, everybody, y'all know that one of our favorite shows, well, we like to have our Ratchet TV moments, everybody. So, at, right now on We TV, they are coming out with the Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition. So, I'm going to play y'all the trailer. Y'all hear who's going to be on the show. And then we can talk about this, um, what's going to happen on this new season of Marriage Hip Hop. Going down. Exactly. Ten days, one house, five 
hip-hop superstars. Girl, I love you like a blunt is in Hennessy. Every single couple here is from the same industry, same community, same culture. This house about to be so lit. They live their lives in the spotlight. Are you F-growing, Nia? Man, our biggest thing is our f***ing our ego. And in denial. I don't live off of nobody. What do you want, a trophy? Surrounded by temptation, they're hiding problems that threaten their relationships. I would like to see a future with him. I kind of just push people out of my life. You disrespect me. He's not about to grow up in 10 days. Because we are together don't mean we have to act of it. In the hardcore world of hip-hop. People are accusing Waka of cheating. The stakes are high. They don't know how inconsistent your ass is. Yo, shut the f up. Don't try and kill yourself this time, okay? And the emotions run. So like I gave up. Even higher. It's a stress blank. Cow, cow, boy. They better check themselves. You FaceTime another woman in front of 27 cameras. And I can't stand the liars. Before they wreck themselves. I'm not worried about you going anywhere. You should be worried. I hope you find whatever you're looking for. It's over. Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition premieres Thursday, January 10th at 10, only on WeTV. All right, everybody. So that was courtesy of WeTV. The new season of Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop premieres January 10th on at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on WeTV. Everybody. So as y'all heard, there's gonna be some. They say the biggest name in hip hop, but we're going. That's a stretch. But, um... <laughs> yes, and shit. And I don't know what biggest name in hip hop you're talking about. WeTV. But pretty much everybody from every season of Love and Hip Hop are on the or franchise rather on the show. Uh, Soldier Boy and Nia, who hasn't been missing the meal. Um, you got Lil Mo and uh, Dargan, whatever his name is from Philly, the boxer. Um, we don't claim him that much because he's really in the streets like that. So, you know, um, <laughs> don't really know much about him other than he boxes. Um, he looked dirty as a bitch. Yeah, like he got them dusty old meat milk corn rolls. And then, um, and then who else? Uh, Jessica Dime piece and, and uh, her man. Mm-hmm. What's next? Um, yeah, Lil Fizz and the girl Tiffany. I I vaguely remember her from Love yeah. and Hip Hop. I'm trying to figure out what dirty <laughs> dumpster they <laughs> brought her out of. Of course, um, and Tammy and Waka. Yeah, and is that it? That's pretty much it. Yeah, everybody from, again, every season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, French, or the Love and Hip Hop franchise, rather, are on this show. So they should have just called this Love and Hip Hop Edition. Bitch, what should the cost, you know, split the cost for this one? So, yeah, and, you know, Lil Mo, bitch, I hope this, girl, I don't know where the fuck you gonna go from here. Now you on this show, and like you said, you guys know that she was on Love and Hip Hop New York, her and um, the guy. So, I guess, um, the guy, whatever his, whatever the boxer husband is, you know, she has all these babies, but all, about all these, you know, a about quite a few different men, I should say that. Um, I think isn't her last is is her last two or her last or her last. I don't know if it's her last two children or her just just her last child. I believe it's by this boxer guy. But you guys know when she was on Love and Hip Hop New York, the um, running theme for them or the storyline for them was he was obviously cheating. He was unfaithful to her. And she wanted him to take a lie detector test. And I don't remember because, again, it's been so long ago. D- did he fail the test or was it that he wouldn't take it? I can't remember if he wouldn't take it. It was something that happened. 
Yeah, but then, the little boy. And again, I don't know if I didn't. Again, I don't know if this was his child. The little boy called him dad. I remember, you know, they were just in the park and they were sitting on the park bench, and the little boy told um, little Mo, "Dad, you know, basically has either." Either he was liking pictures or women were sending him new pictures and the little boy saw it and he saw on the internet where it showed on the internet the little boy said he Googled both of them. And, uh-huh. um, you know, basically the internet stated that, you know, he said, Dad is cheating on you. And so again, you know, either he wouldn't take the lie detector test or he mm-hmm. failed it. So I think they're going to touch on some of that. Um, Jessica Diamond, um, Sean, he is supposed to be in the NBA allegedly. Well, again, we all know that he's a basketball player. <laughs> um, he mainly, I guess, has played overseas, but you know, mm. even to me, that you your ass should be um throwing free shots and three points <laughs> versus being a damn show, nigga. Why you not worth it? But exactly. um. <laughs> So I guess, you know, they've had this baby and so they were, they're engaged and I believe have been engaged for like two years. So I guess their storyline on the show is supposed to involve them trying to set a date and I guess Jessica Dive, you know, was pretty much a hothead and so he has some, I guess, um, some reservations about setting a date because of you know her attitude and things like that and then you know she was a former stripper turned rapper then went on love and hip-hop got pregnant and that was her storyline on love and hip-hop Atlanta um last season she had this baby um was it Naya and um Soulja Boy yeah, no, not well. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Naya and Soldier Boy. So uh, again, I didn't even know they were still together. Cause exactly. I thought, I thought, didn't like, like the whatever season they you guys know them from, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And I believe I thought that they were not even allowed to go to the taping of the reunion. Cause didn't he beat her or fight her or something? Yeah, something domestic wise. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out why she's still with him. But you guys know Soldier Boy from Crank That Soldier Boy. Um, <laughs> and then Naya is the stepdaughter of um, Teddy Riley. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, all we want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. So, um, and Teddy Riley from Gad, and Teddy Riley from Bra- Black Street, and <laughs> Teddy Riley from Rex and Effect. <laughs> you know all of those things so, yes, you know, all, the above. all of the above yeah. um, so he she is his stepdaughter and then we have Tiffany and Lil Fizz and so again I don't remember I kind of vaguely remember her but I guess um, you guys know that they were also on um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and I guess the storyline from them is and I think it's going to carry over on this show as well um, regarding the relationship that he has with Moni Slaughter. And she basically states, Tiffany states that they can't move forward in their relationship because he allows Moniece to kind of be in the middle and she kind of takes over, you know, their relationship. So, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I've never been a marriage boot camp fan. Um, the last marriage boot camp that I watched kind of on and off was when um Chad Ochocinco was up there with his crackhead ass mama. Uh-huh. And she was hilarious as fuck. Um, you know, other than that, mm, I probably will tune in, tune out, tune in, tune out type 
type thing. I can't say that I'm going to watch it religiously. I don't know if we're going to be able to... I guess maybe one or two episodes, we may be able to do Talk That TV Talk and maybe do like a live being one. So we'll see. But yeah. how are you feeling about it? I don't know. I got I to check my investment level in this. Like you said, even when I kept seeing I was going to watch this last season, A Marriage Boot Camp, I didn't watch like I kept saying I was gonna watch it. That's like, okay, I'm gonna put it off to this weekend. I'm gonna watch it this marathon of it. Then I said I'm gonna go on demand to watch it. I, I still haven't watched it. So Yeah, and I accidentally um had it set as something to record every because you guys know it comes on Friday. So I had it accidentally set on my DVR as a schedule um recording and I was able to kind of get it off because I wasn't watching it. Um like I said, I've never been a marriage boot camp fan fan um so i i actually i end up calling like my cable provider and asking them to walk me through this <laughs> to the steps of getting it take it off that dvr so i you know like i said i probably will be tuning in tuning out i'm not sure like i said if this is something i'm gonna be running home on a friday night to see so yeah i'll, I'll... <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll conference about it. Like, we'll watch the first episode and then we'll see if we invest in our time on it and if we'll just do those, we'll catch when we catch it type of situations. But I don't know. I won't see myself. Um, I don't know. We shall see. But um, talking about TV right now, people. So, Nene Lee. She said she wanted that old thing back. Give her old yes, thing back. Exactly. So, she. um. What happened? Because she um did she had what was her birthday? I believe it was. Yeah, so her birthday, I believe, is like December the twelfth. So she recently had a week long celebration. Um, so apparently, I guess she invited all the girls to come on down and hang out with her. She did something pretty much every day of the week, and um. <laughs> Everybody, I believe, except for Portia, attended. So, um, we saw her in the picture with the lovely Miss Phaedra Parks, honey. And so she states that, um, I, I guess the door is open, honey. You know, and I guess everybody is confused because she's the same one that say that stated that Frick and Fraud, um, yeah, they were doing the show. The show. So they needed to be fired. Um, Phaedra was the one that did not know her from Athens. Um, <laughs> so Phaedra, I, I try to look back on um, Phaedra's first re- Phaedra's first reunion, and she said, "No, I don't know her because she's very much older than me." Instead, <laughs> 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 it just is called. So yeah, I think I think a lot of people are are very much confused by this whole um, them being reunited and feeling so good. So yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, not sure what's going on, but this is also kind of hard to follow as well. So there are rumors going around that I guess um, down to the Bravo TV station, they want to kind of shake some things up down to Real Housewives of Atlanta. So they are looking because, you know, word on the street is this um, this season has been the lowest rated views that they have gotten. So they are looking to possibly kind of shake some things up and they want to um change the cast around to a younger cast so um you know there has been talks 
two that I'm hearing that they're possibly looking for Monica to replace Mimi on the show. But apparently, I guess I read today that Nene was in New York, and this is all alleged. Nene was in New York. She met with some of the execs down to Bravo. And so she simply straight out told them that she wanted um, Cynthia Bailey to be fired. If anybody should be replaced, it should be Cynthia Bailey. And again, um, supposedly, word on the street is it's because um, Nene found out that, I guess, Cynthia went on campaigning for Kenya Moore to come on back to the show. Mm-hmm. So Nene didn't like that. So now she's asking for um, Cynthia to be replaced. But my thing is, if they're trying to shake some things up and they want a, a younger, a younger um, cast, Nene, you ain't you the oldest one on the show. Exactly. So I would think that you would be the first one to go. Exactly. They like... replace the old bitches. <laughs> and then I believe Cynthia will be right behind you. And Candy not all that young herself. Uh-uh. So, you know, I'm not sure what's going on, but there seems to be some alliances, you know, going on. Seems like Cynthia and um, you know, Candy are on the same page. At one point, Nene thought her and Portia were on the same page. And um, According to Nene, she got on live and she states she states that things are all good between the two of them, but um, you know, I'm just not sure of that I'm trying to pull up her 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 post, um, Nene's post here. And, and why are you doing that? I think uh, you know what, I've I've said this for the past season. I mean, I've said it out aloud. I probably mentioned it here or there on the show, but I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind if Phaedra popped back in. No, I, I wouldn't mind that. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind that as well. I just, you know, I think she was good for the show. Everybody, everybody knows, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that they brought him to Phaedra despite kind of, you know, what happened, you know, and it's the same thing, I guess, you know, Nene is saying now that, you know, this is kind of, I guess, her beef with Portia, so to speak, stems from that episode where they all met and um Candy was telling the girls about Dennis McKinney. And uh-huh. so I guess Nene went back and told uh Portia exactly what was being said. And then when they all went out, well, you know, Nene denied it. And then Portia got in her confessional and said, Yeah, oh, Nene called me and told me exactly um, what they were stating and, and stated that, you know, they didn't know who was going to tell me because they didn't know how I was going to react. And so then, you know, Nene, you know, was upset about that and basically stated that Portia threw her under the bus the same way she threw um, Phaedra under the bus. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, it, it's, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Phaedra back on the show. I, I wouldn't. I, it, you know, I wouldn't mind it. And then also it'd be a nice promo because I know Phaedra always stayed with the job. She don't win the case, but she stayed with the job though. So her newest thing that um the ladies may be looking out for on the store shows at the Walgreens or the CVS real soon is that she has um gathered a group of friends in Atlanta for a ladies' night out event and announced the launch of her vaginal white line called the Healthy Peach. So she said, I'm introducing a new product line. You know, I'm known for my badonkadonk, 
but my new product line has to do something about with your vagina. Uh, she said, so my new product line, the healthy peach, is about not having a tart peach. I want the peaches to be sweet and fresh. My healthy peach will make you juicy and sweet. So she said the line will drop sometime next week. She says the wipes can be used for any and every occasion. And, um, yeah, so um, it's about self-cleansing and make your vagina happy and whatnot. And um, she said for every occasion from a late-night creep to a refresher after a long day. So she wants y'all um, for JJ's out there to stay fresh and moist at all times without any complications or nothing like that or smelling like a funky fresh market. So would you be um, buying any of Phaedra Parts, My Healthy Peach? <laughs> I mean, I, I like a little, I use a little, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pussy spray every now and then. So, you know, it depends. You know, I, no. I mean, I think everybody need to keep a little wipe or two in their pocketbook and, you know, so no, I just, I'm curious, is it going to be peach scented? Is this going to be a peach scented type of situation? Is it going to, you know, draw the mosquitoes and bugs to you? and whatnot because you know it's called the healthy peach and you know is aren't you supposed to be a mortician or something right now what what, what are you doing are you still burying dogs and, like what is your real job Phaedra you, you were a model last year we talked about that last year when you were a model after you you know left the show so what what exactly are you how are you supporting these two boys that you have um Phaedra I'm just confused right now I'm just you know did they take your bar exam? You know, are you still a lawyer? Are you still practicing? Are you doing small cases? Like, what's going on? How are you making this money now? So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're not sure. So, Manini is um, begging for her to get her peach back. So she stated, you know, I got a lot of gifts. Nini had taken the Instagram, and so she stated, I got a lot of gifts, but this one takes the cake. And so it's a picture of her and Phaedra, and it's at Phaedra Parks, hashtag fix it Jesus, hashtag, hashtag Real Housewives of Atlanta, hashtag come back P, hashtag Faye Faye, hashtag birthday turn up. So, you know, we shall see what happens. You know, I I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And honestly, I would like to see Kenya Moore back as well. Kenya Moore, Phaedra. I mean, that's what made the show interesting. So I don't know what's going to go on. You know, now I don't know if you can make some serious accusations and allegations, such as the one that happened with Candy and Todd. And then, you know, they still allow her to come back. I'm not sure, you know, what Bravo Andy and, you know, what her team is going to do. But, you know, again, it, it does, you know, I, I believe if you're going to keep the, the same old girls, I believe that you should bring bring those, bring them back. Um, I'll, And I can just kind of be honest. I don't really want to see Monica across my screen. And the only reason <laughs> why is because that damn Shamari DeVoe is up there. For one, they look just alike. Yeah, and you know, and again, and I'm sick of hearing about this shit. Shamari DeVoe thinks she is Whitney Houston, and I think <laughs> that, um, you know, her just her mannerisms. It honestly, every time she comes across my screen, it makes me think I'm watching the episode of Being Bobby Brown. <laughs> Except Ronnie DeVoe looked like he nowhere near here for being Bobby, but that's exactly. honestly what she acts like. You know what I mean? I'm sick exactly. She gave the energy. Yeah, I'm sick of hearing about this goddamn. You know, three-way love affair and her falling in love with a bitch. You know, yeah. that, that must that had to be the storyline that they told Bravo to get on. But I'm like, but you ain't got nothing else to talk about. Exactly. 
Because this one passed on TV one or on Bounce TV. So I guess they had to <laughs> up the story real quick to get on. Because um, it seemed like a Bounce TV, TV one kind of couple. So I guess they had to up the level real quick to get on Bravo. So, you know. You know, and, and as far as I'm concerned, Eva can go as well. You know, Shamari DeBeau, honestly, she, I mean, as long as she stopped bringing up that goddamn relationship, she could, I mean, she could. Day, but I wouldn't want to see Monica because to me they look alike and, and you know and we already see her on our TV screen with that oh, TV yeah, to get friends and family hustle I don't want to see her on Real Housewives of Atlanta so oh, you know. now Monica now that's you going to bring out Draco uh, Denise are you going to come out with the guns blazing and stuff like that and talk that and pop that shit that you want to go you know throw that energy towards Brandy and let her know who she really messing with then I'll be welcome to that change on well, Real Housewives of Atlanta, but if you're just going to be the nice, calm, angelic version of yourself now, you know, and you're all white and you're gangster white, you know, I need Gunnika to come out. I, guess I need Gunnika. Down to the funeral home, too. Do yeah, wake oh, yeah. up and hang on dead bodies. Don't nobody want to see that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep her. Like I said, you know, if you go, if you gonna keep the old girls, the, pretty much the OLG. If you gonna keep them bitches, I would <laughs> say bring back Kenya, bring back you know Phaedra. They, I mean, they made the show. Hell, exactly. I would even say bring back Hemfields at this point. <laughs> exactly, and you know what? And Bravo was known for that too, because it will bring someone old back to the you know to the fold, like how Danielle Starr was back on Jersey now. Cutting a goddamn fool. I got it. Yes. And thank you guys um, who follow me on Twitter. And I was <laughs> tweeting about Danielle's crazy ass Wednesday. Marge, you should have slapped the shit out of her fucking <laughs> That ungrateful bitch. <laughs> you, child. And um, I got several likes and retweets and, and things like that and comments and replies. Marge should have took her fucking hand and slapped <laughs> your face with an open fucking hand, bitch. Because it wouldn't exactly. be me. And right around the Jersey, yes, and right around the Jersey streets is that um, Danielle and I'll be sure her thing now. Who so, um, get off on your own? I'll be sure. Yes. Tim <laughs> ex. I'll be sure. Yes. Okay. Night and day. I'll be sure. <laughs> Secret garden. I'll be sure. Yes. <laughs> so um, so that may be a storyline for the next season, but um, what's up? What's up? She didn't marry the man. She married the man. They got divorced four months later. They only been married for four months, and they already got divorced, or getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's moved on to I'll be sure. You know what? So I guess she's sure about her decision now. But um, <laughs> so moving on now to another um breakup right now. That's kind of hurting my spirit. But own network has decided to call the plug or pull the plug on Love Is. So, you know, Love Is is one of their top rated shows along with Greenleaf and Happy Oh, Happy yeah. And I did read that. So, OWN Network has decided to not move forward with the second season of Love Is. Uh, they saw or uh, founded these claims uh, against producer Salima Kill, who y'all know who is the uh, husband of um, Mar- Marvel Parker Kill, mm-hmm. um, and this facing allegations of domestic violence and lifting the idea of the series from an ex-lover. Now, the show was renewed um, after the second episode, I believe it was, earlier yeah, this summer. the show is out. pretty much a, a um, parallel of their life. Of exactly. Their and, and that's how they plot the show and everything like that. So um, the show may be over, but the cast and producers were all paid for the second season under contractual obligations. So, you know, the cast is still getting their money right now. 
but uh, right now is also Black Lightning, which is on CW, which is about the black superhero um, family starring China and uh, China and McKill or McCain, who's you know um, Lil Jasmine from um, the Pain. House of Pain. Mm-hmm. And I call him Scooter still, but whatever his real name is from <laughs> Living Single, who used to be with Khadija, the Scooter, he's the mm-hmm. main character on the show. Yeah, he's so the black- father. Yeah. Yeah, so Black Lightning right now is still on CW, a good rated show is up there as well. Cinema Kill is the showrunner on that show, and they both serve as executive producers on both shows. So right now, there's been no allegations of misconduct against uh, Cinema Kill on either show, and none were found as a result of the inquiries, but the studio made the move. Um, let me see here. While Black uh, Lightning remains in production with the kill as the showrunner, the feeling uh, at own at the, as the premise of Love Is has been um, fundamentally altered amidst the claims in federal, state, and um, federal and state court against Slim McKill. Um, so remember, it was a lawsuit a while ago when the show premiered from a person who was saying that they lifted the idea. And this person that said they lifted the idea was actually the girl that is having these allegations against Slim, saying that, you know, he. Um, you know, domestically uh, abused her and stuff like that, and basically waver. You know, will wave little jobs over her head like you can get on this show, you can get this job and stuff like that. And then he would take it back. And then so there's a lot that's going on. It's kind of the you know you side out of the relationship because again, it's one of these things whether it's true or not, but allegedly. Yeah, and him and Mara Brocker Kill, they seem like they were the perfect couple and have the perfect marriage. While we know, you know, realistically and ideally, no one, you know, no marriage is perfect. No one is perfect. But, you know, they seem like the epitome of black love. Let me find out he up here whooping ass. Exactly. Beating bitches ass. Chad, I don't know, but, you know, I... (laughs) That's another show that I... um, I would kind of watch on demand and I remember one night I was watching it and I had fallen asleep like I often do, <laughs> but I woke up. There's, there's a part of the show where he has, a um, cause he has like a son and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this is their real life, this part of it, but he has a son and the mother pretty much, you know, the mother, you know, was kind of always on him because she felt like, you know, okay, I know you have your dreams of what what do you want to be an actor or a writer or whatever it is right. yeah, yeah, on the show. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I know you have your dreams, but you know, your dreams don't help put, you know, food on the child on, on the table. Your your dreams don't help put clothes on this kid's back. Like you uh-huh. need to do more. And I remember just kind of waking up because it was this scene was pretty loud and he showed up the the mom showed up at the grandparents house and i guess he was living with his mother at the time and they were in there arguing and fussing and fighting i was like god damn and i think he i don't know if he he i don't think he hit her but he kind of motioned as if he was going to hit her yeah up a little bit yeah so i don't you know truth for truth i mean it is a real thing um, it's, it's, I already told you niggas but um <laughs> you know so I, I don't know Reggie you know if, if this is anything <laughs> like that scene that I woke up to <laughs> I can see when the bitch made the allegation <laughs> exactly so I, I, you know, I, I don't know but again like I said him and Mar Rocker Kill they just, were just like the epitome of black love but again you know so now it brings the question, should Mara distance herself from her own husband just to continue getting the, you know, securing the bag and stuff like that? Because 
to this day, everybody still wants a girlfriend's movie or a TV movie or something to close, you know, for closure on that series. So she was the, you Dude, know. I would like to see Jill Marie, you know, Jill Marie Jones work. And she was like, my, you know, Tony, I honestly thought I was Tony. And that was one of the part of the product, demise of my first marriage. Because my husband was like, okay, bitch, you watch too much girlfriends and you think your ass is Tony. But as you can see, Tony's husband left her ass. So your husband was tired, basically, and you were Tony. <laughs> I see. No wonder you like the Gucci brooches and the um. <laughs> no, when we came home today, um, he was like, "Your um, gift is under the tree." I was like, "I did not see anything, nothing remotely that looks like a Christian Louboutin shoe box." <laughs> but I have a wedding anniversary next month, so. Uh, all right, Tony Childs. Um... <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. I do. I would like to see Jill Marie Jones working again. She was my favorite. You know, yeah. we all see Tracy Ellis Ross, and I guess y'all could <laughs> give a little check to Golden Brooks. Cause we ain't seen her do shit since Hollywood uh, uh, divas. Yeah, Hollywood divas. But you know, we would like to see a girlfriend's um, season eight or yeah. um, some type of something. Yeah. So I guess they got to, you know, Mara, you might have to distance yourself from your husband. You might have to fake a divorce or whatever, but he ain't a good look right now. He's making you, he canceling your checks right now. You know, Love Is, again, was one of the top rated shows on, on over the summer. So that's why they renewed it right away for another season. And she's stopping your bag. So, you know, who knows what happens. But, you know, we shall see what happens with this whole allegation with the story. Because the allegations are actually very deep, too. I mean, they were talking about abuse abuse like truth or truth to the hardcore allegedly so you know we, we shall see what happens along these lines with this whole situation right now but um speaking of own network and the show Greenleaf which is pretty much opened my eyes behind the scenes of church now I told y'all about my church for a while ago <laughs> back in the day when I told y'all how my pastor who you know since they departed but back in the day I didn't know he had fucked Three, well, one of the girls in the church, um, and then she had two daughters. We always called the Venus and Serena, and <laughs> it was, no wonder they were always side eyeing, all hard face in the back of the church and stuff like that. Because while first lady playing the organ and passed on the pew, she like I had your nigga basically. So it was a whole lot of stuff that came out after he passed away. But so Pastor John Gray and his wife, um, so damn, she got a funny name, Avatar. Yeah, av- av- um, Avatar. So with um Pastor John Grant Avatar, they um had to celebrate their wedding anniversary recently. Was it seven or eight years? It was, I believe, it was a yeah eighth eighth wedding. Eighth. Some, something where this gift wasn't that needed, but so he basically gifted her a Lamborghini on truck, and everybody's all up in arms right now as to how did he pay for these things? Well, yeah, because the Lamborghini the truck was two hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And so you know this is the question: just, What the fuck is he doing with the relentless church and their money? Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't just on first season. He was complaining to uh, Joel Osteen who went open the uh, floodgates of the church when the uh, hurricane uh, happened in Texas too. Yes. Now he was complaining to him that he wanted his own church. So now that you got your own, like how you how are you funding these you know extravagant gifts and stuff like that? And here she go, Avatar on Instagram popping off in all caps. So what, what's your 
<laughs> what did Avatar say again? Because remember, I read it to you, and that was all like, you know what? You know what? I didn't pull up what she stated. I mean, and she has a tendency to pop off and get nasty. This is not the first time that we've seen her clap back on social media. Then she <laughs> blocks it so that no one can say anything else to her. Um, you know, and they have just. And I think, you know, he has kind of been in the news because he has a different type of um, thing going on. So mm-hmm. he recently kind of made some headlines because he met with old Trump. You know, he's a Trump. He met with Trump. I wouldn't say he's a Trump lover, but he did meet with Trump. That was earlier in the year. Well, a few months back, I wouldn't even say early in the year. It was a few months back that he went and met with Trump. And so, you know, they blasted him for that because, again, he, it's, I don't know, I, I think it's that fine line of, you know, some people look at him as the great, you know, the great black hope, you know, mm-hmm. for the preachers and, and, you know, and for the people. And so he went and met with Trump. Then, um, because who was that? Um, Jamal Bryant called him out on that. Then he recently got on one social media or oh, I don't it might not have even been social media it might have been an interview or something that he did and basically he talked about pretty much women um pretty much raising men and you know when you kind of meet when you meet your mate you you know the black woman should pretty much be molding and shaping that man into what you know he should be and she should pretty much pretty much be raising him and everybody got time to be doing that <laughs> I don't have time to be doing that you know that's and that's not biblically you know that's not what God says you know what I mean no one yeah. should be shaping you and molding you and helping you to become the person that that you know you should be you know should a woman uplift you and you know make you stronger and make you better yes but if I had to raise you and teach you how to be a man and treat you how to, and teach you how to treat me that's not what the Bible says um you know and I didn't even go to that old fuck ass you know school <laughs> of prophecy and, and, and what <laughs> you all went to it. I know that shit. And so then here he is again. Um, you know, they did this, you know, like you said, eighth um wedding anniversary. And Tyrese Coon ass behind the camera taking the picture and taking the video of the whole situation. Yeah, probably would have never been aired if it weren't for Tyrese. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you know, he gives her this two hundred thousand dollar truck. And so now it leaves just speculation, like you said, of you know. Who you know? Who did you? How did you get this truck? Like, where did you get this money from? What are you doing? And then it kind of goes back. And my aunt and I, her and I, had a little debate about this because you know she's like, well, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it myself. I said, but yeah. But then it goes back to that age-old question of preachers that you know pastor these or pastor these um mega churches, and you have people that are taking the random bus to get to your church, you know what I mean, giving a last, you know, they get home, and they, they don't have no life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, they don't have any food to eat, and things like that, exactly. and, you know, tithing, and they spending all they can, and then this is what you put out here, and this is what you show, so, mm-hmm. again, you know, and of, and of course, Adventist, she states that her husband um, has had several jobs. He has several different um, sources of income, and he saved his money to buy that truck for her. Now, you also know, and, and you know, I asked you this. Now, I don't know if that $200,000 was some back pay that he received 
from um old Kirk Franklin when he was with the family. <laughs> you know how you know a lot of them left him because they he didn't pay them. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this was some old backpack because you know um Pastor John Gray he started off as a backup singer um for um Kirk Franklin he sung with the family he was part of the first family I believe but um you know it just it just left left a lot then you know he got on John Gray himself took to social media and he said something along the lines of you know before he's a pastor and a preacher and a minister and all this stuff he's a husband first and um you know it was him as a husband um not as a pastor giving his wife that gift so you know again like I said I I believe that we should just go on back to the um you know the the olden days honey when we had um old churches (laughs) out of storefronts and there weren't no organs and they were you know we just had a tambourine and a maraca and and our legs and our hand to make the music honey won't know mega churches and all that other stuff honey we sat in the storefront and we praised and worship unto the lord <laughs> exactly exactly so but you know uh, my, i was like you know i don't see anything wrong with it myself and you know i'm pretty sure serita jake's drive something like that it's just not broadcasted and i think that's the other thing you know it was just some nigga shit that's what yeah. you can tell the niggas ain't used to having nothing they ain't never had nothing in their life because the first thing you do is you go and put something like that on social media now i don't drive no two hundred thousand dollar lamborghini but my husband and like you said then he was like okay well that's a very expensive gift and then it's driving get extravagant gift for um you know for a eighth wedding anniversary but you know i've been married two years it'll be three years in july and on our second year anniversary my husband gave me that um bmw x6 truck now, it's not a two hundred thousand dollar lamborghini but you know when i got it you know i i didn't post it on you know yeah. on social media i did not do that you know um you know pretty much if you when you saw me driving it you know that's how you kind of found out that I had it. Now, <laughs> I heard you last week read that comment that without I, <laughs> I make sure the BMW side is in the, <laughs> in the picture or the Mercedes. <laughs> now, do I do that now? Yes, because some, quite some time has passed if you want to know who they direct. But, um, <laughs> But you know, again, when you know when I first got it, now you know I would have had it a year in February. You know, I just I didn't go posting and I didn't say, oh, this is what my husband gave me. This second and third, I just you know laid low. It's a you know it's a not two hundred thousand dollars, but you know for making you know our lifestyle and our status, it's it's a rather expensive vehicle. But um, again, we didn't go posting it, you know, all over social media and bragging, and this is what we got. And again, um, the guy that was on um, on another own show, remember when Kim, um, what is her name? Kim Whitley had that show. On, oh, yeah. And the guy that was with her, he actually kind of read Pastor John Gray. <laughs> and just let him know, you know, you have to remember you are in the public you are public figure you were on tv like you know again this is not something that you had to do like you chose to get on tv so you have to know and it's kind of like priority b you have to know that when you are a public figure and when you're famous and you're a celebrity people are gonna scrutinize and they're gonna pick apart every single thing you do because it, yeah. it just is what it is you know 
again, you know, you couldn't you couldn't have done that and didn't expect people to raise their eyebrows and, and question, you know, what are you really doing with the, with the church's money? Like, what is really going on? And, um, you know, then there was some rumors about he took out a loan for them church for a million dollars. I don't know how, to, I don't, you know, this is alleged. I don't think that's true. And then, like, kind of right before this happened, he did a video where he, I don't know, did you see this video where he, where when they took up the tithes and offerings at his church, he had them kind of dispersed it into separate baskets. So he yeah. called, did you see this video? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm about? And yeah. so, you know, people kind of took up, you know, had an issue with that and, and what he did with that. And again, they, you know, people just kind of felt like, okay, if you have keep the $100,000 to spend, you know, you could have gave way more to the mama who came to came to your church whose car was on E. Or what about mm-hmm. the mothers that struggle to get to the church that's riding the bus that don't have no cars at all? You know, exactly. They would have been appreciative of a nice 2016 four Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they should have, you know, at least a geo tracker or something from back in the day, but something. But, you know, so Avatar stopped getting on Instagram and being defensive and all cats. That's not first lady behavior. So, you know, that she she just got to learn her role or something. Just, you know, be in the background. Just take the video from your phone in the audience like you normally do and just don't say nothing. Just be quiet. Gosh. But so. I wonder if, you know, on the anniversary night, they've been listening to the David Mann and Tamla Manson album, <laughs> Us Against the World, The Love Project. So, um, t- David Mann and Tamla Mann. Don't want to hear Brian and Core talk about no damn sex. <laughs> and also, they're already going to be on the favor of Medea's tour, too, uh, coming next year. So, uh, if you want to see them on, with Medea and Bam, uh, David, uh, well, um, Brian and Core, they're going to be on tour next year uh, for the final Medea play. But um, Us Against the World, the love project is being marketed as the R&B music, well, clean R&B music for Christian couples to make love to. Um, and and who even thinks of something like that? <laughs> exactly. So they said that um, it's about music to make love to and to have, not to have sex. David told the Christian Post, so he told the Christian Post this. He said, you know what we represent or who we represent, you know that our love for each other is 30 years strong and growing. So we wanted to make music that people can have those intimate moments with and not listen and be like, girl, let me slap you and bump you and pop you, all that stuff. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get my parents this because my parents come from the generation of, you know, you know, some of the R&B love making greats and stuff like that. Now, I don't know who in the Christian household is going to put this on and make love to because obviously I had to listen to something. <laughs> To make babies, I know I was listening to. He's the reason why I sing. Kurt Franklin, the family making love and stuff like that. So there had to be something y'all listening to or, to make um, love. <laughs> Do you people even turn the radio on in the voice? when you in the busy, you just got to get it in and then you know come exactly. Up but I exactly. guess like you, you know, you have a little date night and. You know, and I should not be saying this. Like Jay, <laughs> Jay is day, we I've dropped him off at his <laughs> at his dad's house. You know, because the last day of school was Wednesday, and my husband and I we had to work for the rest of the week. So <laughs> when we were uh, leaving, he said, "Well, I, I'm gone for the rest of the week, so now you and Smiley can have SCX all your work." <laughs> Yeah, he said, and he said, um, so now you're trying to have SCX all you want to uh, over the house. I just kind of, I was like, Jason, would you be quiet, please? Oh, my goodness. 
put to bed and shit and say whatever yeah. the fuck you're supposed to say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, again, I'm just not sure people really even do that anymore. I'm, I'm interested to see how many copies of this album they will sell. <laughs> Exactly, and I've heard some snippets of it, and I've heard some snippets of it. We all know Team Lemon can sing, but Brown sounds horrible. That's (laughs) why he was probably in the background most of the time in the family. That's why she was at the forefront, and he was just in the background because I, you know. Oh, he sang with them too. Yeah, that's how they met. He was in the background, background. Oh, I didn't realize he sang with them. Mm Hmm. I had one Kirk Franklin the um, family album. He's in the back of the back, and she's like more in the front. But I guess they, you know, were sectioned off by you know autos and tenors and whatnot. Is and she Sprinkler, mousing? Uh, you know, like, is she yeah. mousing? I wonder because you know how he'd be like, "Sing, mousing." Yeah, I think that's her. Well, she's too big to be a mousy, but what? I suppose because she had a voice like you know what, Reggie. <laughs> And I but, saw an uh, Erica Campbell bitch. I saw you <laughs> up there, and I saw this video with you up there at the man's house. Which why y'all invite <laughs> You went and you and Warren his black ass. He played the piano. You can't see nothing but goddamn teeth. He up there playing the piano. You and Tim Leman around the piano. Y'all singing um total praise. Y'all singing hark the herald angel. Bitch, why y'all invite Tina? Where the fuck is Tina at? Where her crazy ass? I guess somewhere cussing honey ass out on the goddamn porch. <laughs> oh my goodness. But if we want to be real about it, though, now we do got to give it originates of the urban AC gospel, um, you know, music. Now we got to give a shout out to BB and CC Wines Did the Love. Now that was the first urban AC. Oh, I thought you were going to say Peter Cat. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they brothers and sisters, so that was also yeah, but, a little different for me, too. That made me feel away, yeah. You know what? Another song that made me feel away, too. Trinity 5 7, uh, God's Praise. Now, I remember that song. Um, let me try to pull up for y'all. But that song, I used to think that R. Kelly produced it, <laughs> and then. It sounds very R and B, like it doesn't sound like. Um, let me see. It was called God's Grace. I'm playing a little oh, bit I for you. Oh, I think God's Praise. I do remember okay. God's Grace. Oh yeah, God's yeah. Grace. That was the. That was a very R and B slow jam too. I thought that was a slow jam for the longest time until I started listening to the lyrics. And my, I remember my mom bought the CD, and I was like, "Oh, Trinity Five Seven. That's uh, this sounds like a whole you know a gospel CD, but that one song." sounded like a whole ass R&B record. So they were the originators of that and then y'all know who's behind that, that too, Mr. Um, Kurt Franklin himself, so of <laughs> course he uh, Well, you know, he's always uh, pushed that envelope. Yeah, and I think, you well, he know, nowadays, so I, guess. I think a lot of times, you know, kind of because a lot of the artists, you know, they're trying to bring you know, a younger generation to, to crisis. They so so you know, you always gotta kinda keep doing something that's out of the box. So you know, that's why you that's why you have your child tributes and your Travis Greens. So And the uh Corinne Hawthorne now <laughs> and... <laughs> So, you know, oh, so yeah. Shit. <laughs> mm. 
so real quick, everybody, I just got to give you a little quick news brief real quick. So B2K, it looks like are coming back out on the scene, everybody. So Marion made the announcement on yesterday that the B2K or the Millennium Tour 2019 will be starring B2K, all members, including Marion, J-Boog, Fizz, and Raspy. Also performing on the tour are Mario, Pretty Ricky, Lloyd, Bobby Valentino, Ying Yang Twins, and Chingy. So everybody's going to be collecting the check on that on that tour. And the tour dates will be announced on December 21st, I mean, December 31st at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, I was, thinking, I was thinking about getting my cousin tickets to that for Christmas as her Christmas gift. You know, I took her to see, um, I took her to see Mario when she was little and, um, he touched her hand and she doesn't want to wash her hand for a week. And my mom was like, oh no, we don't do no shit like that here. Everybody <laughs> takes a bath every fucking morning <laughs> in the nighttime that you got to wash your hands. She didn't touch your hand. Exactly. So, you know, we, we, I, I told my sent my sister it because she came from that generation of yeah. my little sister. My little cousin did too. Everybody. Um, they didn't invite B5. Um, they didn't invite um, Sammy. But, you know, it, at least all the, you know, core people <laughs> of that time frame. Bow Wow wasn't invited either. No. You know, at first people tried to make an excuse that it was an R&B tour, but when they saw Yin Yang Twins and Chiggy on the map. Oh. Or... Who you say? Um, they didn't invite Bow Wow, but you oh, know, I and Yin Yang Twins. I was like, who is Baba? Yeah, so you know, well, Bow Wow, guess... he. I don't know. I can't say he was a. Mm. Well, he was like the he was like the oldest. He yeah, was like the OG. He was old as shit. Yeah, so you know, uh, but I I told my sister, so I you know, and even she the might... Yin Yang Twins, what are they doing up there? Exactly. I remember, they... Yeah, because I remember when I saw when I read, and I was like, "What the fuck is the Yinge Twins doing up there?" Now I can see, I can see Chinky. Unless we yeah. do it right there, but uh-huh. um, I don't know the Yinge Twins. They all this they was popping when I was in college. Like what? exactly, oh. they more college. Yeah, because I was like, "Why are they on this fucking tour?" I remember I used to date this guy, and um. <laughs> And he loved that damn salt shaker song. And every time <laughs> and he lived in Atlanta, and every time that fucking song would come out, we would get kicked out of every club because he would get so drunk and so goddamn wild. <laughs> but um, was, yeah, when I was like, "What the fuck is the Gang Gang Twins?" They they had me up until I saw them Gang Gang Twins on that lineup. I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Now the real question is are pretty Ricky even going to make the tour because you know they're always into some shit they're always fighting they're always breaking well up. yeah and then I watched the, the super trailer super for tra- Love and Hip Hop mm-hmm. Hollywood and I don't know if that was somebody's real daddy or they play play daddy but yeah they <laughs> got into it with them it was a mess yeah that's it, it was like yeah they gonna make the tour exactly and so they we have should... like one to two songs what the hell are they gonna be saying exactly <laughs> Exactly, but you know what? We we shall see what happens when this uh when the tour dates are announced on New Year's Eve, everybody. So we'll keep you updated on those tour dates for the Millennium Tour, starring B two K and all the other people from two thousand and two thousand two and two thousand five timeframe and whatnot. So everybody, so as we said, this is our Christmas show, everybody. So we're closing you out with um some Christmas tips, real quick, everybody. So you know, like I said, it's the last time to go shopping for Christmas, everybody, before Christmas Eve. So a lot of the malls are staying open because tomorrow is well. 
today is Sunday when I mean, y'all listen to the show, and then Christmas Eve is on the next day. So most of the malls will be closing at six o'clock on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Most of the malls are open till eight on Sunday. Coles are staying open twenty four hours. So you need to go I was to just Coles. about to say that. Yeah, they're staying open twenty four hours up until Christmas, right? Yep, and then most of the other stores are closing at midnight, like in Macy's and Penny's and stuff like that at one a.m. times, people. So check your stores' um, times and hours and stuff like that to you know get your last minute shopping out there, people. And if you need some ideas, people, give cards are the way to go. Um, for instance, if you have you know a Navy Federal, although they try to fuck with your checks the other day, but if you have Shit, Navy when Federal, I saw your tweet, you not sweating <laughs> like a goddamn boy in church. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good thing I would get paid until next week. If you got a account, it's going to be a motherfucking problem. But yeah, everything was all to the good. Exactly. But Navy Federal uh, is one of the banks where you can actually buy um, Visa gift cards with their starting at $15. And I think up to $200, you can buy a gift card and you can get that. And they don't charge any fees on that as well. Or, you know, like how Green Dot or any of these other uh, prepaid cards do. So you can actually get you a, a Visa gift card if you go to the um, Navy Federal and, you know, give it to somebody as a gift. Um, also, store gift cards are still popular as well. People like H and M, Forever Twenty One, places that will have sales. That you know, if you find having a hard time to find that one gift for somebody, you know, get a prepaid gift card or a nice you know store gift card of their favorite places or their favorite you know what? places. You just gave yeah. me an idea because I um I need to get Jaden's cousin. He has a um set of twin cousins that are a year older than him but then they have an older sister so I always get her something every year Kaya and I've been struggling about what to get her because Kaya is like 15 or 16 so um I, you know what I think I'm gonna go to H&M tomorrow and get her a gift card and exactly. the only other person I gotta shop for is my husband <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm gonna get him a set of um golf clubs because he likes to play golf, so I think I'm going to get him a set of golf clubs. Okay, money, money, money. But I'm looking but for I... the cheapest one out there. <laughs> I'm going to call Dick's the boy and see if they got a pre That's my thing. Dick's wasn't good, yeah. I, saw, I think I saw they got a pre-owned set. <laughs> Found them up real good. Hey, I'm telling you, and um, I got some really good deals today when I went out to the um outlets. I got Jaden two North Face um coats for like $58. And not a piece that was like my entire total. Um, you know, he wanted when I asked him what he wanted, he named about five or six different Gucci um sweatsuits and Gucci shirt and a chain. I was like, So okay, we're not doing that. But I did go to Polo and I got some found some really good deals at Polo. Michael Kors, everything was 70 percent off. So I got um some stuff for family out of there. Um, the cosmetic store, I they also had some really, really good deals. So, you know, now I was like, well, I should wait to the last minute all the time because I really got some good deals today. And I was able to get, like, pretty much the majority of my shopping done at the outlet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people, make sure you go to the outlet malls if there's any in your area. Um and it's going to just take some last minute, you know, little steps and be safe to people. So we got to give a um, quick shout out to our listeners out in Delaware. Um, Christiana Mall, there was a small shooting out in Delaware last night, everybody. So, you know, I made sure to send a tweet out and also make sure everybody was safe. Because around this time of year, I always tell everybody, and I reiterate it each and every year, people, especially going out at late nights when, you know, the stores are still open, the parking lots are still dark because sometimes those lights go out at a certain time because the malls close at like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. So when the malls are staying open later, 
some of those lights that's outside covering the parking lot close, you know, go off at a certain time because the mall's supposed to go off. So sometimes the malls don't extend those lights outside. So be safe out there, people. Make sure, you know, use all your safety precautions that you use and stuff like that when you're out here shopping late at night. And, you know, when you go to your car, don't unlock your car further away before someone can get into it. Like, when you're closer to your car and you know you're close to it, like, that's when you unlock your car and get in real quick, everybody. Like, put those bags in the trunk or whatever. Do something. Do whatever you got to do real quick. And make sure you let people know where you are and, you know, what store you're going to be at, what time you're leaving, when you're leaving the mall, and when you're, you know, on your way to the car. And I would say, you know, try to take a buddy with you. That's probably the exactly. same thing. I, um... Because, like, when I got off work yesterday, because I hadn't planned to work all day, you know, because my vacation started, but I ended up working all day. So, um, you know, I ran to do some things for me, like went and got my eyebrows done, got my nails done, and I was going to go, you know, you know, shopping afterwards. But I said, you know what? I better not do that. It is late. My, and that was the one thing my mama always, always, always would get on me about, you know, during Christmas time, you know, shopping and being out there at night by myself and things like that. So I said, you know what? I got home, and I said, everything that I got to do, I can certainly do it in the daytime. So I got up, you know, like I said, early this morning, got up about 6, got on the road about 7, was at the outlets about 8.15, because they, they opened at 8. So and I was mm-hmm. at the outlets about 8.15 and did everything. And then my husband and I, I when I got back into Richmond, he called, and he said, well, I'll go with you to the mall. So we pretty much kind of tag team and did all that stuff together but again like you said I think one of the safest things to do if you can take a buddy with you so that you're not out there by yourself like you said know your surroundings don't Mm -hmm. you know when you get ready to open your car door unlock your door don't do it you know when you way a a long ways away from your car do it once you get into your car you don't want anybody you know opening your car door in your car or um, I would do that today. I kept opening my trunk and I was way away and I had all these bags in the trunk of my car. I wouldn't want to go and snatch my shit. So, exactly. you know, just be safe, be cautious, be aware of your surroundings. You know, take old, put old whistle around your neck if you need to. Exactly, exactly. Have your face now, with you. Exactly. And that brings up this one point two people. So it's a big debate right now, real quick, about babies cold outside. So you know that's a classic song. They always play at Christmas time, everybody. But and I for me, I always been a quiz about the lyrics. I'm like, these lyrics do sound a little, you know, Bill Cosby-ish. But the song Baby is Cold Outside, which is now getting no airplay right now on radio stations. Now, people, some of these lyrics now, just a little bit in the background, kind of know the copyright on Baby's Code outside right now since it's not getting played. But some of the lyrics go, if y'all know the lyrics, you know, uh, even it's been, been hoping you dropped in, so very nice. I hold your hands there like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor, listening to the fireplace roar. So, um, really, I must better scurry. Please, um, beautiful, please don't hurry. But maybe just to have drink more. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think baby is bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No caps to be had out here. I wish I knew how. Then he said, your eyes are like starlight now. So, I mean, she's a little buzzed off the drink. To break the spell, I'll take your hat. Your hands look swell. Then he said, I, then she said, I ought to say no, no, sir. Mind if I move in closer, he says. 
at least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I said, what in the rape in this lyrics right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, that's the... <laughs> I've never taken that song to me any of that. I just thought it meant, you know, that it was cold outside. He did not want his um girl to leave because he was going to be a little lonely. It was a um, winter blizzard out there. It didn't make sense to leave, but I guess when you put it in those type of terms and you break it down like that, it does sound like opioid appeal would have given um, somebody a little cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And then, interesting enough, because uh, Fantasia has a version that CeeLo sings on. I think CeeLo sings on her All brother. <laughs> Let me double check, because I feel like I have Fantasia's Christmas album but I don't know if that's who's up there. That is oh, yeah, it's, it's CeeLo. It is CeeLo on her Christmas album. Yeah, y'all make sure, because I stuck on my Christmas album, Christmas After Midnight. It came out in 2017. Okay. So you can what my collaboration with, uh, you know, with CeeLo Green. It's called Baby It's Cold Outside. So that's my that's my contribution to the Christmas music community for the season. So, yeah, so... um, <laughs> <laughs> But CeeLo, of all people, y'all know CeeLo was... Uh, allegedly had played touch and go before as well so you know it is what it is i suppose but yeah so that's a big debate right now baby around baby's code outside so if you want to listen to other songs that's on your playlist everybody make sure you you know get your streaming services and your playlist up and running people and you know put on some good old motown christmas music some good old r&b christmas music you know some lighthearted christmas music as well you know listen to serious sm that's the holiday heart and soul station on channel 49 there's the uh oldie station right now I think it's Channel 3 or something like that on Sirius XM. So, you know, all the Christmas, and of course, Mariah Carey is the big Christmas, you know, queen of all time. So, again, people, make sure you listen to all your Christmas music, get into the holiday spirit for your good parties or you have company over and stuff like that. And, you know, and again, people, um, have a good time and we don't want to hear no foolishness. People don't bust people's heads with bottles. Use your motherfucking words, people. Use your motherfucking words. But... Because it is Christmas time, people are doing shopping. I would say if you got a busted nigga over the head with a bottle, then keep him from snapping your goddamn pocketbook. Then you do what the fuck you gotta do. Exactly. Use your words later. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so thank you all for listening to our episode, everybody. Make sure you stream us on Anchor, stream us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Monique's platform of choice. Um. On Overcast and whatever the other two are. I'll let y'all know what they are. And then remember to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash FNL Radio and then our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FNL Radio dash TDR, everybody. But thank you all. Happy, happy holidays. And happy, happy Merry holidays. Christmas. We will be back for our year end special before 2018 closes, everybody. So, you know, make sure y'all tune in for that as well, people. But thank you all for tuning in and y'all have a good night. Mm-hmm.